Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hi folks, welcome back to another episode. So excited for episode number 10 today with my friend Sarah Jansen. Before I share a little bit about her and her story, I just wanted to take a second and ask that if you have been loving the show, would you consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts? I know that I surveyed some of y'all on our Instagram recently, and a lot of you guys listen on Spotify, which is great. I recently started listening to podcasts on there too, so I know it's kind of inconvenient to go over to Apple Podcasts and write a review, but it does help so much. It helps not only encourage me, honestly, as I'm taking the time to do this and um, interview different friends each week, but it also is just so helpful for other people to find the show. And as you guys write ratings and leave reviews, um, it does like help the show pop up to more people and more people can discover our community. So if you could take a second, do that for me, that would be so amazing. I'd be so, so grateful. Okay, so today's episode is with Sarah Jansen, and I am so excited because we talk about motherhood, letting go of expectations, honestly, um, struggles of being working moms from home, and really just the Lord's faithfulness as she and her husband moved during a really unexpected time and how she was able to find community away from family and what that was like for her. So I'm so excited for you to listen to her episode today. I know you're going to love it. Let's dive on in. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We've been connecting on Instagram for forever. And it's so fun when you actually get to make these connections in real life, like real life outside of Instagram. Exactly. I know we were chatting on here for like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes before pressing record and I kept wanting to just like continue our conversation and I remembered (laughs) oh wait like we have to stop so we can actually (laughs) record this um but we got connected like you said through Instagram and I actually think that I found your page through Kaylee from Kansas the photographer you've done some like modeling work with her. Yes. Yeah. So my partner with wedding photography, her name is Mesa and uh, Mesa had Kaylee shoot her family uh, way before we found out we were moving to Kansas city. And then we found out we were moving here a while later and Mesa connected me with Kaylee because it was like, oh my gosh, I actually know someone where you're moving to. She's amazing. Um, and Kaylee shot my maternity pictures as a styled shoot with a couple other vendors in her home. It was so beautiful. Um, and it was featured on Mother Muse, which was so much fun to have it uh, featured. And then she used me again in one of her uh, mentoring sessions with another another photographer. Um, and so she's just been so sweet. We've gotten coffee before and I was just able to pick her brain on the photography industry here. Um, I love being on both sides of the camera, modeling and photography. So she has been an amazing friend and a resource for me, but her work is stunning. So it was really just an honor to be in front of her lens at all because she is just so talented and one of the sweetest people ever. So that was just an amazing connection because she has been a great place for me to figure out restaurants and other vendors and um, places to shop and everything. So yeah, that's really cool that you found me through her. Yes. I actually remember. So my best friend did photography at the time when I had my maternity photos taken and pretty much all of our inspiration. I was like, just this, just this shoot, like everything about it. It was so beautiful. So well done. And yeah, I'm obsessed. Like 
I would love to have her shoot our family someday. Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, I told her the next time we get pictures taken by her, I want to be pregnant so that we can, you know, have her capture that moment. Like maybe our announcement pictures. Um, but last time I saw her, I was like, yeah, I want to, next time we do pictures, I definitely want Shep to be walking by then. Um, so that I wouldn't have to like hold his head up and hold him the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, now I'm like, shoot, maybe I should have done it before he's walking. Cause now it would just be insane. <laughs> Chasing him around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, shoot, I think I missed my window. <laughs> yeah. That is so yeah. funny. Uh, well, Sarah, I was so excited to talk today. I am just, yeah, excited to chat about all the things because we've been, you know, kind of talking on Instagram about motherhood and like business and entrepreneurship and the things that the Lord is doing in our lives. But first things first, if you can just introduce yourself, um, tell us a little bit about your family, where you live, that sort of thing, and then we'll dive on in. Cool. So I am Sarah Jansen. My husband is Tommy, and we have a little boy named Shepard. Um, I always thought that I would just call him Shep because I love a one syllable and I love a nickname. And I find myself calling him both 50 50. So I sometimes I introduce him as Shep, and then sometimes I introduce him as Shepard, but that's who he is, our cute little blondie. He is almost a year and a half. Uh, we live in Kansas City, Missouri which uh, I told my husband when we were just dating in college, when we met, I said, you can move me anywhere, but please just do not move me to Kansas. Uh, there's nothing in Kansas that I will ever need. There's nothing going on there. And we live about 10 minutes from the state line. <laughs> so, uh, which I just, I had no idea what was happening in Kansas. Um, a lot of people say like they don't claim Missouri or Kansas. They just claim Kansas City, which I think is so funny. But we absolutely have loved living here. We've lived here for um, about two years and we've been married for three years. So, um, but I was, I so resonate with your story about getting married young, you know, in your twenties, having babies, kind of being one of the first of your friends to get married, have babies, um, and kind of just doing it. Sometimes it feels like you're doing it alone, but, um, God has provided such amazing friends for us here, which I know we'll get into, but that's just kind of the phase of life that we're in. We're in a new place. Uh, but we love where we are and we love what we do. And um, yeah, that's just a little bit about our family. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. I want to hear all the things about moving and motherhood and community because I know that really such a backbone of I feel like being in your 20s is transition, right? There are so many life transitions, whether that's college, moving, getting married, having kids, like starting new jobs and finding your passion. It's just such a learning time for so many people. So yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. Um, okay. So you said Shep was born at the beginning of March. We were just talking about that um, right before we started recording and Flora was born at the end of March uh, talking about 2020. What a crazy, a crazy time to oh my gosh, okay. become a mom. I know that <laughs> you understand, but I would just love for you to share a little bit about um, pregnancy and birth and just what that experience was like for you. Because I know you shared about that being a process of just kind of learning to let go of control. And I would love to hear about that because I feel like that is such a struggle, something I've been walking through even this week, and it's just like a daily surrender. So can you tell us a little totally. bit about that? Yeah. So it started at the very beginning of pregnancy, just kind of the whole learning to let go, uh, continued to be a very strong theme throughout my pregnancy and through motherhood. Um, but we taught me, so at the time, um, we had been living in Memphis, which is where Tommy's from for, um, about a year. And he worked for a big company that got acquired by another company. And as a result, they had too many employees and he got let go. And two weeks later I was pregnant, <laughs> which is just, I know. I remember talking to my mom when Tommy lost his job. And I remember we were on a walk in her neighborhood and my mom was like, just be so careful like not to get pregnant. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, so we got pregnant. We weren't expecting to, um, but that happened. And immediately it was just like, okay, we have to make some big decisions for our family. Uh, we were not intending to move away from family at all. So I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, and Tommy's from Memphis area. And we had just never seen ourselves living apart from our family, especially when we're pregnant, having kids in this whole new phase of a time in your life where it's really amazing to be surrounded by family, mm -hmm. not only for help, but just for connection and support. And, um, you know, of course you want your family to experience those moments with your kids. And so this had never been, you know, living hundreds of miles away from family had never been in our plan. Uh, but as we know, like <laughs> you can't really make plans and you can, but God always, um, uh, his story always is going to be the one that shines through and, um, is your reality. So we, um, Tommy interviewed for a job in the South for a company that's based out of Kansas city. And they said, we actually don't really want you for that job. We want you to move to Kansas city. And I had never even really considered moving out here before. Like I said earlier, we love it now, but we just had no idea what Kansas City was. So kind of blind faith there. We said, you know, okay, Tommy had been without a job for a few months. And we were like, okay, I mean, God, I will follow you to Kansas City. So um, I remember, though sitting in the bathtub at my parents' house. And that is a really, like my mom's bathroom, she always says like, it's her favorite place. It has all of her happy things and Aww. she can just like <laughs> spend time by herself. She's taken a bath like every night of her life since I have been alive. She just loves it in there. And so growing up, I always connected with her a lot. Like she would be taking a bath and you know, you're just like sitting on the toilet or in the sink or like on the floor in your PJs. And that was just where my mom and I connected and we're just able to be really vulnerable with each other. And so that place holds just a lot of, um, sentiment to me. And so anyway, I was pregnant and I was sitting in her bathtub and she was sitting there and I just remember like weeping, like, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine like living away from you guys. And especially in this moment of, really being vulnerable, newly pregnant, job insecurity, um, feeling like really just displaced. And so um, it was comforting to know that she actually, she shared with me that when she got pregnant with me, um, her and my dad moved somewhere new too. And they were away from um, a lot of family and she just had to figure it out how to do life with a new baby, how to do life, um, not freshly married, but um, less than five years. And so anyway, it was comforting to me that God, when he was writing my mom's story, um, wove something in that would really be cool for me too, and that I could find comfort in and, um, Anyway, that was just really cool, the fact that we had those parallels in our stories with motherhood and with pregnancy. Uh, and so as I was sitting there crying, you know, like, I can never imagine moving away from you guys. She just reassured me that, you know, God has our best interests at heart, but bigger than that, like he has his plan in mind and he had a reason for us to be here. Um, and so anyway, we ended up moving here and that's when... I found my doula and my midwife and our support team through birth and all of that stuff here, which was really late because we moved here. I moved here in January. I was shooting weddings uh, back and forth all the way through December. And so I was back and forth from here. I was living with my parents a lot in Birmingham and Tommy was here. He had been working here since August. So we were, yeah. So you were long we distance were, for... Like well, months. I was back and forth. I was yeah. back and forth. Okay. Totally in limbo. Like our stuff got moved and, you know, I was living out of my suitcase. I would live with Tommy's parents and shoot weddings in the Memphis area. And then I would stay with my parents a lot. Um, but I think that such a, was such a gift from God though, because not, it's like, I, if I, if I hadn't been shooting all those weddings, I would have just been here. Um, and I would have missed out on all that time with my family. And I think that was such a gift from God that I didn't know this being in limbo of 
you know, you're going to be living with your parents and with your in-laws. And so that was a really special time too, even though it was hard. Um, oh my gosh. I remember like wanting to just lay down on the floor in the middle of a ceremony that I was second shooting with Mesa. Like my back is hurting so badly, <laughs> which I know you are probably experiencing that right now. <laughs> it's brutal. It's a tough time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I saw something on Instagram the other day and it was like, stop telling moms it will be worth it. We know it will be worth it. Just rub our backs. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. It's like that does not take away the current pain I am experiencing. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But we found our doula and our um, midwife in January and, you know, that was just a few months before he was born. And so um, I know I'm looking forward whenever I'm pregnant the next time to have a midwife and a doula like connection at the very beginning and they can lead me through pregnancy from the beginning because it was a really late start in my care um within and my doula Hannah if you're in the Kansas City area you need her to be your doula and also your best friend she's amazing one of my best friends here used her as her doula too um but I had great care but it was like you know we had just moved here I'm so pregnant all I want to do is lay on the couch and anyway just a big transition period. Um, but I gave birth to Shep in the hospital. My original plan was that I would have a natural labor. Um, no drugs, no nothing. That's why we had the doula. I did a lot of planning and brain work before, (laughs) you know, like preparing mentally for all of that. Um, I labored for 15 hours naturally in the hospital and, um, ended up getting my epidural then. But I think that letting go of control kind of presented itself then. And also we didn't find out Shep's gender. Um, I had never thought that I would be that kind of person. I'm super type A, super like wanting to plan everything out. Um, But I just kind of needed another way for me to say, okay, God, like I, I have no control over my life, but I have no control over the health of this baby or the way that these things are going to go. And it was just kind of an early surrender of, for me in motherhood, um, to let go of that control and say, God, you are the only one who knows our future and you're the only one who knows this baby, uh, and everything that he is. So we waited to find out Shep's gender. And so, um, after that epidural, he came a few hours later and he was so perfect and we were so excited that it was a boy. Um, <laughs> Tommy, we, our plan was that Tommy was going to say, it's a boy or it's a girl. And we were both just so wrapped up and so excited that when they put Shep on my chest, I saw that he was a boy and Tommy totally forgot to <laughs> look. And I'm just like dying, like, come on, say the gender so we can be so excited. And my midwife had to say, so do you have a boy or girl? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was so (laughs) funny. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of just a little bit about that. Thankfully, that was two weeks before COVID happened. So I was able to have my my, um, doula in the hospital with me. My mom was there and Tommy was there and we, his parents were able to come up and be in the hospital with us as well. So we dodged a bullet with all of that stuff. Oh, wow. Um, totally. And then once COVID hit, it was like, okay, well, I have a newborn. I'm not, I'm probably not going to go anywhere anyway. Um, and Tommy went to the office two weeks later just to be sent home. Um, still having a job, but just to be working from home. So he spent the first full year of Shep's life working from home. Um, and that is such a gift that I am just going to be eternally grateful for, because I don't know if that's, that's probably won't happen with the rest of our kids. Lord willing, we have more kids. Um, but so many new moms do not get the gift of having their husband at home with them. And they have such a special bond, a special relationship. And we were able to be on the same page with parenting stuff. Mm, um, That's huge. From the very beginning. It's huge. Yeah. Because so many people, I feel like the mom has this groove going on and then dad gets home and it's like, let me get you caught up. And um, we just never really experienced that. We got to be on the same page from the very beginning. And now moving forward with 
newborn life in the future, hopefully, like he has a really good idea of what those days look like. Um, and so many dads, I feel like miss out on that phase of life. And I would just be forever thankful to Jesus for giving us that year together. Um, all three of us as a family. Such a gift. And I'm sure part of that too, because I I relate to that so much. Part of it is my husband's in grad school. So his schedule's just like kind of funky, but same thing. I mean, he has been home more or less with Flora her whole life. And I'm so thankful that he really has a deep understanding of Everything from her schedule to like her moods and her routines and just in general, like what I walk through as a mom staying at home. He has so much empathy for because he he's a part of that. And so when he comes home after a day, say, where he is out of the house all day seeing clients and in class and he sees that the dishes aren't done and mm-hmm. there's some things left out, you know, it's he's not thinking to himself, what did you do all day? He's like, oh, I totally understand. Like when I'm watching her, yeah. it's impossible for me to get all of the things done. And so, right. yeah, a gift on so many levels. I'm so happy that you guys were able to have that foundation yeah. together. Uh, I know. I know. And from, you know, it, it encompasses everything from sleep training. Uh, we were able to do that together from like you said just empathy than being able to Tommy being able to understand what my day looks like (laughs) um so yeah there were just so many parts of that that were so beautiful and Tommy and I getting to spend so much time together um I think a lot of couples might bite each other's heads off but we (laughs) really like had so little arguments during that year I don't know you girl yes yeah, I, I don't know. Like we were, I think, both so shocked that we were living together 24-7, uh, living and working together um, right next to each other pretty um, pretty smoothly. It went pretty well. <laughs> so, and he would say the same thing. So we uh, we just had the best time. It was definitely the silver lining of everything that COVID brought. Yeah. I love that. That's so amazing. Yeah. And gosh, I I have so many things I want to say in response to like your journey with pregnancy and birth and just I love that you were able to lean into the surrender because I think a lot of people myself included when they think about having kids um yeah, just when they're first thinking about like, you know, what does this timeline kind of look like? They think that they have to have all of their ducks in a row. And speaking as someone who definitely did not have all of their ducks in a row, we're on our second. We still are in the process of lining up our ducks, right? Like <laughs> um, it is it is harder probably to have kids when you're in grad school and living away from family or when you're like living in limbo between your parents' house and where your husband lives, you know, states away. But that doesn't make it impossible. And it really is like a wonderful growth experience when you allow the Lord to like use that. And so I love that even just like part of that for you was waiting to find out the gender of your baby. I think that's amazing. One of my best friends had a baby in July and they waited to find out the gender of their baby too, like until birth. And I just think that's so amazing. I would love to practice further surrender at some point um, (laughs) with future children in doing that. But so just thinking about like you guys, you moving officially to Kansas City in January of 2020, two months before you gave birth. So it's a blessing that you were able to give birth, like you said, before COVID really hit. But then like, what did that look like as far as finding community amidst, you know, the pandemic and like as a new mom? Um, And I know you said that like you had just moved and you were kind of the first of your friends to get pregnant. So just talk through a little bit about like community and friendships and postpartum and what all of that was like, how you found that. Um, God showed up for us in the funniest ways ever. I love this question because 
it allows me to just be able to like blow your mind about how we met our best friends. I love those stories. I know. So because we're starting from scratch over here. Yeah, I knew Kaylee, but she was the only soul in Kansas City that I knew, literally the only person that I knew. And all of my college friends, you know, and some high school friends, they're my, they're my besties and they all live different places. And so I wasn't like, Oh, I'll be by this person or this person. Like we were starting from scratch. I was starting my business from scratch. Um, I I didn't know any other mamas and I knew that that was going to need to be something that I established maybe like some friendships before I had shut because, oh my gosh, you know how hard it is to get out of the house with babies and to connect with other moms when you have your kids. And, um, so hard. So anyway, yes, so hard. So Tommy (laughs) was at the, he had missed his flight for some work trip. This was maybe like in January. Um, he woke up, he had slept through his flight. And so he had to schedule a different flight. And so thank goodness, because as he was sitting in the Milwaukee airport um, on a layover, he met Josh and Peyton and um, they were on a layover. I don't even know where they were going, but these Tommy started talking to them. I think they saw some famous football player and they were like freaking out that they had seen like Eddie George or something in the airport. And so they were talking about it and they became instant friends. And Tommy is a mega extrovert. He will talk to anybody. (laughs) Is your husband like that? Um, I, that's definitely me. My husband is like at the airport headphones in I if someone starts talking to me on the airplane, like I will just pretend like I don't hear them. He's a total enneagram like five wing four. Amazing, <laughs> but I am so I am the the chatty one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, I think you you mentioned on your first podcast that you were a three, but you have major seven tendencies. Yes, that is Tommy. I'm pretty sure he's a three, but like half the time I'm convinced that he is just like a raging seven running around making chaos wherever he goes in the best (laughs) way. (laughs) But uh, you guys would probably get along great. But um, anyway, they got each other's phone numbers and um, that was that. And he told me that he had met this great couple and um, that they were so much fun. And, you know, knowing Tommy, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Well, we ended up getting lunch with them a few weeks before Shep was born. You know, you're major pregnant. You're bloated. You, like, do not feel super cute. Met this girl, Peyton. She's stunning. Like, she had modeled. She's so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, we're never going to be friends. She's just (laughs) too pretty for me and too nice. No, but we had so much fun, and Josh is hysterical. And anyway, we hit it off, but we didn't see each other for a few months. And I had Shep, and she had checked in to see how we were. And they came over a couple of times to our house for dinner, and um, we just became best friends. And then a little while later, um, she told me over Mexican cheese dip that she was pregnant and I was one of the first people that she had told I think and I just started bawling crying I'm like you're kidding not only are you my best friend here but now you're gonna be a mom with me and it was just such an amazing like I don't want to cry but it was such an amazing gift from God like here's your best friend and now she's gonna be walking through motherhood with you And it was just such a beautiful gift in her and in their friendship to us. And um, anyway, we're still best friends. She has a beautiful little baby girl named Frankie, uh, who is just the cutest thing. I took her newborn pictures the other day. Um, And that has just been so much fun. I think she's about a month and a half old. So she just had her baby. And so I was able to be there through all nine months of her pregnancy and Um, it's cool how God prepares you in your postpartum to then take care of other women in their postpartum. (laughs) Because if you are not a mama, and I'm sure you can speak to this too, but if you are not a mama, you do not truly, truly know what another woman needs postpartum. (laughs) What do you think? 
Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts. Yeah, I I keep talking about her, but my best friend Carly, I had her on the podcast a couple weeks back, even though I had recorded that episode like months ago. Um, But she just had her little girl, Marlo, and we had so many good conversations already just about postpartum and you don't you don't know what you don't know. And I remember right. being so lonely, especially because it was right when COVID started and Flora was in the NICU and I was pumping at all hours of the night and I would have some people who were very well-meaning make comments like, well, at least you can get some extra rest while she's in the NICU. And I'm like, are you kidding? I am still up every three hours, like as if she was here, you know, I'm still pumping. And I mean, it's not like you can sleep very well anyway, if you have a sick babe or you just exactly. are not able to be with your child. I mean, what kind of sleep is that? You probably didn't sleep at all. Oh, no, it was it was such a traumatic, challenging time. And so no matter if you are you know, pumping, breastfeeding, or formula feeding, like when you are up at 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. and when you are up every couple hours, like that is a hard, lonely, grueling time as much as it is good. And so I remember just wishing people would like text me. And I know that they probably thought like, oh, I don't want to overwhelm her. But now since having Flora, whenever I have had friends with kids, if I'm, you know, if I get up to pee in the middle of the night, I will text them and be like, hey, girl, how you doing? Because <laughs> you know that they're up. And it's like, you what do you do up. when you're up in the middle of the night? And so that's like kind of a silly example. But I love I love that. That's what you're saying. And it's not in any yeah. way to. um, Yeah, to invalidate people wanting to help. But I think even just being willing to ask new moms, like if you're not a new mom and your friend just had a baby, being willing to say like, hey, what, what is it that you need? Like, do you want me to hold your baby while you take a shower? Or can I like DoorDash you some food or? Yeah. Like how can I support you? And I think a lot of it too is like, I remember telling some of my friends, kind of more of the realities of, okay, after you have a baby, this is what might happen to your body. <laughs> and being able to like help them prepare with, uh, I remember going over to Peyton's house and I helped her kind of set up her little cart in her room and in her bathroom and helped her buy, I gave her, instead of like a baby gift off her registry, I just went to Target, made this huge, got one of their pretty baskets. This is my favorite thing. Get a big, pretty like wicker basket and fill it with a bunch of postpartum products. So like nursing pads and lanolin cream and um, like the booby bars, like with the oats and all of those things to say, hey, um, this is a gift for you because yeah, all these baby gifts and gadgets and clothes are amazing, but like, let's take care of you as well because um, that is such a huge part of, I think our culture that is just so um, kind of washed over is the whole like rest and take care of the mother. Um, and it's starting to become more normalized, I think, through this vulnerable wave of um, social that's going around right now, just being more transparent online, the, you know, not using filters, showing more of your everyday. It doesn't come naturally to people. It just doesn't. Instagram has been a highlight reel ever since it started. Um, and so being able to be there for my friends in ways that I wish that I had had, like, and Mesa did such an amazing job, like letting me know, you know, this is what might happen and here are some products that you need. But uh, motherhood definitely prepared me to be able to take care of my friends uh, in a more effective way. And I'm so thankful for that because I love to serve and I love to be there for my friends in very, you know, in pivotal moments of their lives. And so that has been, um, that was a huge blessing. And I have another uh, friendship story that you'll think is so funny. So um, our other two best friends here, Adrian and Nash, um, Adrian is from the Memphis area, just like Tommy. And she used to babysit Tommy, actually. They're what? friends. I know. So like their families were friends and they went to church together. And she's in her 30s, but she has known the almonds for forever. And so they just recently moved here and I introduced her to Peyton and um, I was like, yeah, this is my friend Peyton. 
uh, she's pregnant too, and Adrian was pregnant at the same time when they moved here. And Adrian goes, what's your due date? And, Adrian, and uh, Peyton goes, June 9th. And Peyton said, when's your due date? And Adrian said, June 9th. And it was just the craziest thing ever. Same exact due date. And then they both naturally went into labor on June 11th and had their babies on June 11th. And wow. their babies' names sound like they're twins. So Frankie is a little girl and Falky is a little boy. Frankie and Falky. You cannot make this stuff up. Stop. Like, did they know, know. the names like no, before? No, they did not. Oh, my gosh. I remember, Sarah, I'm pretty sure I messaged you literally like the day that they were born or going into labor or something. And I was when I was like, hey, I want to have you on the podcast. You were like, I'm on my way to shoot like a birth or something yes. like my best friends are both <laughs> having babies. <laughs> what a yes. fun time. That was that day. I know Adrian had a home birth and I was able to be there and shoot it, which was just the most amazing thing ever. But yeah, both the babies came on June 11th. And so we, um, as friends, then all were mamas together on the same day um, and have just been able to have mom's nights out and uh, support each other in ways that we really have been able to be there for each other in motherhood and postpartum and all that stuff. So God has created ways for us to have friends and community and deep, deep relationship of trust and communication and motherhood um, in ways that I had never even dreamed of before. So their friendships to me mean more than anything. They have been the best of friends and um, we've just loved getting to know each other for sure in the past couple of months, especially as these new babies have made their appearance. Wow. That's huge. And I love, I love just like your heart to serve people because I think um, my experience, both being the first of my friends to get married and then also the first of my friends to have kids, I went through a time that I'm, I'm not proud of, but just like being honest where it was, it was really sad. And there were some like bitter moments of like, my friends have no idea what I'm going through. Like I would love, I wish someone would like throw me a baby shower or I wish someone would be like planning this type of thing for me or know how to support me. And I didn't, I didn't know how to ask. I didn't really know what I needed, but because I was the first, like, I just, I felt like I missed out on that, but I feel like the Lord has really redeemed that because it has been such an honor and such a gift as some of my friends have gotten married and as some of them have had babies to do exactly what you're saying, like to support them in ways that maybe like, I wish I would have been supported in and, and to take that like bitterness, I guess that I felt and really redeem it and like use my experiences for good to love others and to be like, this is what I wish I would have had. Um, and I'm grateful cause I, it was sad and I didn't, I didn't want to feel that way towards my friends and it wasn't their fault. It just is like, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and so I love when the Lord like uses our experiences for good and to change us and to serve others. It's so good. Yeah, of course. I mean, just going back to like my mom, her story so long ago impacting me now, it's like, okay, how is, what is God doing in my life right now that he's going to use later to impact friends and other people? One of our good friends, um, here, Hannah, I'm doing a baby shower for her in August. And um, it's just like, I'm so thankful for this phase of motherhood, even though it is so all-consuming. It is such a strong connection point to other women, more so in a way that I I ever expected. Um, I knew it was like a strong bond with you and your baby. And I knew that like you could meet other moms just because you had kids at like mom's groups. But I didn't really understand like the how strong and how amazing that connection is with other women. Um, and I'm just so, I'm so, so thankful for that because it's such a beautiful thing. And it made me under appreciate my mom so much more. Did you feel that yes. way too? Yes. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. My mom is an Enneagram too and just loves to serve. And I feel like I have just realized how truly, I mean, this is motherhood, no matter your Enneagram type, like I've realized just how selfish I am, you know, like with my time 
And my mom is truly like thinking about how she can serve her family so much. And that is, Lord, he is making it my default, but like, I think it's, it's, (laughs) we're in the process (laughs) for sure um, of that becoming like naturally where my mind goes and where, where I lean. You've already kind of spoken a little bit about this, but motherhood obviously is like such a transitional time. And I just would love to know like your identity as a mom throughout that whole process of like pregnancy and birth. How has that changed? And especially like since you have several businesses that you run and you're a working mom, just like your identity in general, how has the Lord molded that and shaped that since you have become a mom? Yeah, that is such a great question. And um, I feel like uh, I wrote something on one of my Instagram captions not too long ago on the word becoming because it has so just been on my heart. I feel like I am just constantly evolving and becoming um, as quick as Shep is growing up. I feel like I am changing right along with him at every every step of the way. And of course, as a working mom, I'm sure that all working mom mamas feel this way. When you are working, you are feeling that tug to be with your babe. And then when you're with your babe, you're thinking about work sometimes. Um, And so being a mom and working at the same time, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, where my boundaries are with work and um, how much I'm on my phone or on my computer around Shep, especially working from home for the majority of it all. Um, but I don't, I love that question, but I don't really have an answer for, you know, who am I as a mom? I mean, I, um, still love to do things like photography, my job. I love to look for areas of, and pockets of creativity and Instagram and through photography and pictures and would love to do some more modeling and, uh, have just found really a new heart for walking alongside other moms. Tommy, after our birth experience, had said something like, um, you know, I think you'd be a great doula. Um, and I can never sit still. Like, I'm always wanting to jump into what's next, and I love change, and what's new. And um, so being content where I am, but also thinking like, okay, I'm only 25. I can still do anything I want to do. I can still have dreams. I can do new things like training to be a doula if that's something I felt called towards. I can still build a really cool photography business here in Kansas City if that's what I wanted to do. Or, you know, I still have time to learn these new things and do these new things. And I think so so much of motherhood is so all-consuming that you just think, you just take it day by day, which is, I'm sure you know that experience (laughs) to just feel like you can only take it day by day. But I'm feeling like I'm learning to dream and set goals and set vision for our family and for myself in a way that um, is more intentional than it has ever been before. Because if you lose that intentionality in motherhood, it just doesn't happen. And so um, I've been thankful for that pull of intentionality when it's come to just dreaming and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a perfect answer and I I don't think I ever will because motherhood is so imperfect and so messy and um, so is life and being a wife and a mother. And anyway, I don't have the perfect answer, but just growing and becoming at all times. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's so characteristic of motherhood, right? Like it's, well, and just of the Lord, like he's constantly taking us on this journey. And as we learn more about who he is, then that obviously informs us as to like who we are and as to, um, yeah, just like who he's making us to be. And so I love that. I, I want to go back and find that post that you said you have on becoming because I want to read that. And I feel like as we enter each new season, there's something new that he's like birthing in us or like unearthing. And 
Yeah, I love that. Your answer is like nuanced because that's totally <laughs> how it is. It's totally how well, it is. Well, all over the place, but so is your brain when you're a mama and um, <laughs> when you just don't have it all together. Nobody has it all together, especially working moms. So if you know a working mom and you're listening to this podcast or you need feel like you need to text your mom, do it. <laughs> Tell them that you love them, <laughs> that you're thinking about them. Absolutely. And I think something else that you said that really resonated with me is like when you're working, you're thinking about your child. And then when you're with your child, you're thinking about work. It's just like this really challenging, um, consistent battle to be like fully present where you are and also knowing that it's a process. But I think it's something that's worth fighting for is to learn how to be present and knowing that we won't do it right every day and we won't get it perfect all the time. But um, that's definitely something that I feel like is so challenging and so easy to just like be on my phone responding to someone really fast. <laughs> like right now, I can see my husband and my baby just stuck their head <laughs> out the window and just like waved at me like, hi, mama. <laughs> Hello. The constant work-life balance is so real as if moms didn't have like that natural feeling of like quote unquote mom go already. Like let's just add in a work schedule and some like babies who need us 24 seven. And yes, you just have a recipe for beautiful, beautiful chaos. <laughs> yes. Especially when you, I mean, I know you'll get this as a photographer and I've done some like very part-time video work. And then I also know that um, you're a part of Monet as well. It's just like when you're doing work from home, running your own business on like your phone or your laptop, you'd never really like clock out or clock in. And so it's just like finding those pockets of time, but it can be so easy to do that. Like when Flora's playing independently and there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, it's, I'm constantly like seeking the Lord and just being like, when should I work? When should I not work? Like I want to be fully mm -hmm. present, but also I have things that I need to do. And, you know, I think back yeah. to like mom's, a hundred years ago with eight kids on a farm and it's like, okay, well they weren't perfectly attentive and playing with their children and doing all these like great Montessori <laughs> sensory activities. Like they had stuff they had to get done, you know? Yeah. And so yes, how do you, yes. how do you balance that? <laughs> like, I don't know, recognizing that it's okay to do work, but also setting those boundaries. Do you feel that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel like 2021, the Lord has put, really put on my heart the um, act of being present. And it is really hard for me to be um, present. I just have very strong masculine like side of wanting to be busy and wanting to get stuff done and onto the next thing, onto the next thing, getting things accomplished, that kind of mindset. And so I have felt the Lord tugging my heart to pull from that feminine of nurturing, being present, being in the moment, taking care of myself so that I can um, take care of others, but really like take care of Chef in his moments of like, okay, he really needs to read a book. He would not want to play by himself right now. So how can I like put down my phone and be present with him? And it sounds so easy, but like you said, you know, you, 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 in the day of, oh, well, did we spend enough time looking into each other's eyes? Did we have enough dialogue back and forth? And it's only going to get harder the more kids we have and the busier we get with work. And um, God blesses us with so many amazing things in our lives. And then it's just up to us how to <laughs> delegate those things and balance those. And if anybody has the perfect answer on how to stay present with your kid and work from home, please let us know. <laughs> hit us up. <laughs> Yeah, hit us up, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Sarah, there are like a million other questions I want to ask you. I know I could talk all day to you. I'm sorry yes. for rambling also. Oh, not at all. <laughs> there is so much goodness. I seriously cannot wait for people to hear about this, whether they're a mom or not. Like I feel like there's just so many good nuggets in here about God's faithfulness and his just love and willingness to transform us when we 
like press into that. So to wrap us up, I do have a couple of just like fun rapid fire questions for you. So (laughs) what are three things that you've been loving? It could be literally anything like food, shows, anything. Yeah. So, um, okay. I I was thinking about this. So my first one is going to be so random and funny, but I have found such joy in like my 30 minutes of TikTok, like at night. And my husband thinks that TikTok is for kids, but I'm like, there are so many adults and normal people our age on TikTok sharing little nuggets of things. Like, okay, the other day I learned how to fold my blankets into these little pillows with pockets so you can stick your remotes in the little pockets. Yeah. What? My friend, my friends came over and they're like, where did you learn this? And I was like, I learned it on TikTok. And then I learned how to make this amazing like orange sesame uh, sauce for my Brussels sprouts on TikTok. And like I, yeah, and I learn what uh, is in style on TikTok. Like I bought these Zara jeans that I saw on there the other day. And you can find so many mom things on there. Like I'm probably sounding so old, but there was this person who made like this ant restaurant. Not kidding. Piece I of saw cardboard. It. Did it work? Yes. Um, it was 98 degrees yesterday. Oh. So we put it out. We put it out there. Uh, I'm, we haven't gone back to check on it, but it's the cutest thing ever. A little piece of cardboard with little dabs of honey or syrup, or I did like a peanut butter and jelly one. And Shep is obsessed with bugs. And I'm like, thank you, TikTok, for this afternoon's activity, which now is going to turn into, you know, an activity for when it gets cooler outside. But yeah, I've been loving just those little random little life hacks that bring me so much joy, <laughs> like a Starbucks order or whatever. Um, I'm also loving the Sculpt Society. That's what I do for my workouts. I'm obsessed. My friend Madison introduced me to Sculpt Society, and they are you can do their longer workouts, but I love their little like 15 minute sculpt classes. I can fit it in during nap time and still take a shower. Like, hello, I can do two things, including what a, a shower. I know. Yeah. What a game changer. <laughs> is that like a monthly subscription thing? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And they have um, great workouts for when you're pregnant, for postpartum. Uh, they also have just great workouts for beginners and people who have been doing it for forever, but it's really isolated movements and they call it sculpting. So I love doing their ab classes, their booty classes. I have been obsessed with that recently, like obsessed. It's the only workout program that I'd ever do at home, I think. <laughs> um, and then other than that, I've just been loving my girls nights out with my new mama friends here talking about all things babies, but um making those pockets of time to have girls nights, which uh, my husband, Tommy is always the one who's like, you need to go on girls night. I've got Shep, please go. So I love him for making me get out of the house and do that stuff. Um, God definitely knew that I needed a seven in my life for those. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That is such a gift when your husband is like, not only willing, but also encouraging for you to have that time. Like I know that whenever I go hang out, especially solo, like I love when I can take Flora and hang out with my mama friends, but I, you know, we're like all distracted and like the conversation is like a million tiny conversations as we're like, don't eat that or like, yeah, let me give you a snack or whatever. So when you get that just like <laughs> uninterrupted yes. time, it, I come home like mm-hmm. high as a kite, just like, how can I serve you yes. guys? I love you so much. It's huge. So filled up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many times, like, um, I'm just a martyr. Like, no, I'll stay home. I need to stay home. You know, I need to be with Shep. I need to clean, do whatever. And he's like, can you please just leave? Like, please go. Please do something for yourself. And um, <laughs> yeah, that has been so special. So I'm glad that you have found that too, because it fills us creatively. We need that as moms. We need that as women. We need time by ourselves, truly, just to walk around a store by ourselves. I mean, oh, yes. yeah. So anyway, I've been loving, loving those girls nights for sure. They keep me alive. That's so good. And how can we as a community be praying for you, Sarah? Thank you for asking that. That's so sweet. Um, Definitely that I would just continue to work on being present with Shep and with my family. Um, God always shows up and tugs at my heart when I'm not being present, but I want to start starting my day um, with the intentionality of being present 
I think it's just so not natural for me and it's something that I'll be working on for forever. As well as just um, strength and courage to tackle these next few years with uh, our culture the way that it is and uh, the changes that our kids are going to be going through and having more babies and just how to navigate the world wisely and um, with a peaceful heart and a loving heart and having courage to stand up and say, you know, I'm his mama and his heart is belongs to God and I'm just a steward of this baby right now. And so having the courage to, you know, stand in the way between obstacles uh, is going to be huge for both of us in the next few years. We have such a beautiful opportunity to steward these lives that don't belong to us truly. And that is such a huge mission and not something to be taken lightly at all. So I think all of us need some courage for whatever is going to come our way soon with motherhood, yes. with the world and all of it. You know, oh we don't gosh. know what's up ahead, but Jesus is with us and we are just going to need courage along every step of the way. I think. Absolutely. So, so well said. And where can people find you and connect with you? You can find me on um, Instagram, of course, I'm Sarah Jansen, Sarah with an H and Jansen is J-A-N-S-S-O-N. I do have a TikTok, actually, if you I want was going to say, TikTok. are you a TikTok <laughs> mama? <laughs> no, I'm not. I have a few, but um, it's the same username. And please connect with me. Please shoot me a message. And I would love to connect with any moms or just Women, anyone in general, you don't have to be a mama to find a connection. I think that is such a huge part of our lives, but we are girls with interests and hobbies and loves and things that we think are funny outside of motherhood too. Don't you know it? So um, <laughs> totally, yes, but that is where you can find me uh, when I am not being present with Shep. <laughs> mm, love that girl. Well, thank you so, so much for talking with me. I I'm so excited. We have to meet in real life because I know, my family's okay. from the Wichita area. Um, so it's like far people, whenever I say I'm from Kansas, they're like, oh, Kansas City. And I'm like, yeah, that's like four hours away. But <laughs> my mom is obsessed with the shopping in Kansas City. And yes. so I'm sure if I said, hey, mom, do you want a road trip up? And, you know, I can hang out with my friend. Sarah and Shep and you know do you want to come along I'm sure she would she would not mind amazing please come see me we need to connect in person and our kids need to meet and husbands and we would have the best time thank you so so much for having me this is so much fun absolutely I for sure have to have you on again so we can chat more about more things we could have talked forever <laughs> I know maybe next time we'll make a rule that we're like not allowed to talk about motherhood at all yes uh, I feel like that's such a huge like part of our lives but um there's so many other things that make you such a beautiful person and so many other things that I could chat on too so let's do it again but no motherhood talk and um we can set some boundaries for ourselves and get into some other things too <laughs> deal I love that okay Thanks, Tara. Have the best day with Shep. I hope Thank it feels better. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. So good to see you. You too. Thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I am so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. If you like today's show, I would love to encourage you to share it with a girlfriend. You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? Because guys, I promise we're super fun. <laughs> we share content there throughout the week about the show, and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners and keep up with the guests that you might have heard. We also do fun quarterly giveaways and just share inspiring content. If you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes of every episode. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can please write a review on iTunes because this will help boost our show so other like-minded women can find it. Your support means so much to me, you guys. Thank you again for being here. So grateful for you. 
We'll see you next week for another episode. 